You're listening to Superstition, Season 2, Episode 4, State of Decay. Morning, Tom. Hi, Jenny. You look nice today. So do you. Uh, here, come in. I need to get my shoes on. Thanks for driving me to work today. Oh, no problem. Uh, Jenny, I was hoping to talk to you uh, before we got in the car. About what? Uh, well, I was hoping that we could. Oh. Uh, hi, Jack. Good morning. What's up? You know it's morning. Right? You look like you haven't gone to bed yet. Uh, Jenny? I was hoping we could... Uh, hi, Izzy? Hi, Tommy. You are... Uh, we, we don't have to discuss. Oh, thank God. Hey, you want eggs? Or are you ready to walk of shame it in front of your neighbors? Hmm... Why not? This has been awkward enough. Might as well prolong the inevitable. Uh, Jenny, I'll uh, give you a ride to work, and we can talk later. Over lunch? Yes, let's. Jack, you could let me know next time you have house guests? Hmm. I'll put a sock on the door. And I mean, I think it's great. I do. It's good for both of them, probably. I just wish she'd follow a few common courtesy rules sometimes, is all. Can't imagine Jack's the best housemate. She isn't as bad as I thought, actually. And it's nice having someone around, especially after... Well, it's nice that the house isn't empty all the time. I still think Kate should come stay with us permanently, but I know that'll be an argument, and I haven't had the energy for it. I can imagine. Listen, uh, Jenny, the bar isn't the ideal place, but I, I was hoping that you and I, uh, I, I mean, that that we could, uh... Sorry, Tom, I hate to interrupt, but turn around. Do you see what I see? If you're referring to the fact that Jack St. James has just brought a goat on a leash into this bar, then yes... I suppose you want to go deal with that? Can we pretend we didn't see her? I don't think so. Oh, I hate this town. Hey, Tom. How's it hanging? How is it... What do you think you're doing? Uh, lunch beer? Have you adopted a pet? Or is this some kind of prank? I know what a damn goat looks like, alright? And I- What? No. Flora Gonzalez just bought him, and she's out of town for the weekend, so she hired me to keep an eye on him so he doesn't get eaten. By a goat eater. Chupacabra! You're babysitting a goat. (laughs) What? I need to pay the rent somehow. 
Jack, you can't bring a goat into a bar. Why not? <sighs> it's a health code violation. <laughs> this place is a health code violation. I mean, look around. You think anyone here is going to report me? Lloyd's right over there, and he owns the place, and he's not saying anything. Hey, Lloyd. Oh, probably not, but you can't. Because I said so. And sometimes you have to listen to me. What am I supposed to do with it, then? I don't know. I don't know anything about goat care. Call animal control. Take it back to the farm. Leave it in your yard. It just can't stay here. Yeah, this is obviously bothering you, so why don't the goat and I just eh, sidle back behind the bar here so we're out of the way and so you don't have to look at it? Just take the goat out of the bar. That's all I'm asking. Really, I'm just doing you a favor. I know how much the elusive goat eater has been stringing you along. We could lure it here behind the bar and trap it. Get it out of here! Now! <laughs> well, what you gonna do? Arrest me? Oh, you are such a brat. I know you are, but what am I? <clears throat> uh, sorry. Uh, Superstition PD. It's fine. Everything's under control here. I can see that. Well, judging by the fact that my sister is pulling that pygmy goat under a bar counter in the middle of the day, at least. I'm trying to... Wait. Sister? Yep. Hi, Jacqueline. Hi, Daniel. Interested in adopting a pet? The day before my older brother was due to arrive in Superstition, I did something kind of foolish. The kind of thing you do when you don't know what the fuck to do with yourself. I climbed a big rock without putting on any sunscreen, just to look at the view. And I've got a good reason to be pissed that Tom Madrazo made me go rock climbing a few weeks ago. It turns out there is a totally walkable trail up to the top of the cemetery mound. It's old, and hidden around the backside of the big rock. Trekking up it on foot was a lot easier. No carabiners required. Standing somewhere very high up on a windy evening and looking at the sweep of rock and grass and sky, it fills a void. You could see the impact of the past on the land here. Geology and history time and trauma. This place held bones and stories. My family's from places that didn't want us. Way back, I mean. Family history is like a puzzle, with pieces gone missing or warped with water or intergenerational trauma. Everyone's from somewhere at one point or another. I've just never stayed anywhere for very long. Lots of reasons. Legal ones, romantic ones. Mostly, I just never saw the appeal. More interesting to look at the places where we end up. My name is Jack St. James. I'm a private eye in a town called Superstition, Arizona. And I had to see a man about a corpse. This town's... Cute, actually. 
when you said superstition Arizona, I was picturing, I don't know, tumbleweeds, cactus, skeletons crawling hopelessly towards water. Nothing quite so literal. Not today, anyway. This is City Hall. Morgue's in the basement. Wanna get this over with? How was your flight, Daniel? I'm glad you're here, Daniel. I hate to be brought together under these terrible circumstances, Daniel. I'm going to explain why I've apparently moved to Arizona, Daniel. We're not doing niceties. Are you 12? It's good to see you. You look all right. I wasn't sure when you called. The air here is really doing wonders for my complexion. Come on, we have an appointment. Jack, it's been a minute since I've seen you, and then you call out of the blue and you tell me that our father... Can we talk about what this means, about what you're doing here, before we jump into a meeting with a literal coroner? Well, Dad's not exactly going anywhere, is he? I was hoping that you and I could... Look, this is a lot for both of us. I wasn't exactly expecting to get this news. Ever. <laughs> well, you thought our parents had just dropped off the face of the planet? People leave things behind. Dad left a gross old corpse. It happens. Yeah, and I've got some questions about that. You know, the details, where it was found, what he was doing here, any of it, I just... You could ask it. I mean, it doesn't exactly have a tongue or a jaw, strictly speaking. I should have known you would treat this like a joke. I just... Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm interrupting something, aren't I? Often am. It's the nature of people who linger around morgues. Always arguing. Who the hell are you? It's the damn coroner, Jacqueline. Who else would he be? Uh, yes, I am, as noted, the damn coroner. Dr. Marvin Talmadge, at your service. You must be uh, Jacqueline and Daniel St. James, right? Lucky us. Well, my day starts as yours ends, so they say. <laughs> uh, hmm, coroner's humor, so they say. I'm here to discuss the matter of the body that you, Miss St. James, found west of Superstition a few weeks ago. Is that correct? Found? Yeah, that's right. You found Dad's body. I mean, a cop was with me, so... Arresting you? I'll take that as a yes. You are the only surviving relations of the deceased. He had a name... I'm sorry. Yes, we're his kids, next of kin. And you wish to view the remains? Apparently, Jacqueline already has, but... Jesus! Yes, we want to see him. I want to know what you know about how he died. What? I thought we needed to identify the remains. Yeah, there isn't much I'd call recognizable. An ID was made with dental records, Mr. St. James. We are having this conversation because we've finally been able to pinpoint cause of death. If the local police had called me weeks ago, I could have done it weeks ago. The coroner's an afterthought. That's always how it is. You're making this sound like a murder investigation. Why don't I just show you the remains? Please, let's just get this over with. It's just through here. Uh, pardon the mess. This morgue is a bit out of date and I've been doing the best with what I've got. Strange, considering how often people go missing in this town. Much higher than average. Did you know that? I've heard it mentioned. So you're not from here. Uh, no. 
to know. I'm the coroner for the county. It's my first visit to Superstition. Nice little place, if you don't look at the statistics. Statistics? Numbers tell interesting stories. Ah, here we are. Uh, there's some Vicks Vapor Rub if you're the fainting sort. Mint gum? People find it helps. This one isn't pleasant. Get it over with. Oh. Oh my god, that's a body. Typically what's found in a morgue, yes. It doesn't look like him. It doesn't look like anyone. Decomposition does that to all of us. It's a universal constant. Taxes, heartbreak, and decay. This one avoided most of the putrescence because of the weather exposure. What happened to him? This is... It's a mummy. The eyes... The hair... It looks like it's a thousand years old. It can't... Jack, you found this? I screamed a bunch. Dan, it's just... It's carbon. And a lot of dehydrated skin. And teeth. Can I begin the examination? You can step outside. Do we have to watch this? Our bodies tell stories about the things that happened to us. It's my job to read that story. This one? A bit of a mystery yarn. The town's inept medical examiner thought he died from exposure. He certainly sat outside for over a decade. But I've come to a different conclusion. Destroyed by sun and time, weathered and warped. It's almost a mockery of death, isn't it? We think of that final sleep as a release from the trials of this world, but there is nothing restful about this. The body suffered, and that concealed a great deal, but not to me. What are you saying? There's a level of intention to this death. What are you doing to him? Note the concavity of the skull here. Uh, The medical examiner guessed it collapsed as the bones weakened, But the skin is intact, which makes that unlikely. A blow, then. Uh, Shattered ribs indicate he could have been tossed or or thrown from a high place, possibly after death. Whoa, hold on. Thrown? You're trying to say- Dan, shut up. Don't tell me to shut up. I will if you need to shut up. You never know when to shut up, so just do it. If we can bring our attention back to the body on the table, that is why you're here right? You can see the long diagonal cut across the sternum. Not the killing blow, though. Uh, Someone did that for fun. Now I'm going to peel back the skin here so we can look at the ribs and, uh, why why do you look so ill? Just keep going. Most of the organs are intact, as you can see. They're practically powder, but there's one missing. Uh, You any good at operation? (laughs) Sorry, little joke. The scoring on the ribs here clued me in. The body was battered, abused, left to rot. Luck of the draw that it didn't. But what killed him? Something removed the heart. Took it clean out without breaking his ribs. Not an accident, then. It is my medical opinion that between 14 and 15 years ago, this man was murdered. Murdered? I'm very sorry. Well, now we know. What does that mean? I can't believe you didn't tell me you found this. It was a hard thing to bring up. And 
And then a bunch of other shit happened. You can read about it in the paper. They have a very thorough daily paper here. Weird, right? Uh, excuse I me. don't understand why you're trying to keep me in the dark about this. He was my father, too. I do still have my hand inside this man's abdominal cavity. Because you never want to listen when I try to tell you anything. So you decided to just throw me in a room with a guy who chops up corpses for a living and hope for the best? I am right here, Mr. St. James, please. Are you done or what? We're finished, yes. Can I have his body, then? He was my father. I don't want him to be in this place any longer. Well, the nature of the death does open up the potential for police involvement. So no. Great. Can we just get out of here? It's creepy as hell, and so is this guy. No offense. I swear some of these stiffs are moving. That's not funny. It's a little funny. Hey, wait up! Well, that's just typical. These two come in here, stomp all over your hard work, and leave. No thank you. No recognition. It's always, you're creepy, and... Can't you see I'm busy crying? And this is horrifying. What is wrong with you? Well, nothing's wrong with me. But something's wrong with you, Mr. St. James. They think I don't know what they think. But I do. I always know. To them, death is a stranger. An enemy. I understand it. Like nobody else can. Well, this always happens. Nobody appreciates real artistry, real science. Someday they will, Marvin. Someday. Will you slow down and look at me? <sighs> sure. We're here anyway. <laughs> In this alley? It looks a little sketchy, but the rent's dirt cheap. You're renting property. In this town? Well, if people are gonna hire you for shit, you kinda need an office. An, an office? Jack, what are you doing here? That's part of what I couldn't really explain to you on the phone. I've... Uh, set up shop. Are you selling weed? Again? In Arizona, that's a fast route to jail time. Not exactly. Will you answer my questions? Come inside. I gotta check the mail first and I'll meet you in there. Jacqueline! It's been months. You vanish from the entire Midwest with no warning and turn up in Arizona. You wouldn't return my calls, and when you finally did, it was to tell me that our father is dead. That his body was found in the middle of nowhere, and will I please be prepared to come out there soon to address this? And the icing on that shit cake is the little detail that not only did you happen to stumble across his body while on a camping trip like Nancy Drew, apparently he was murdered. Yeah, I didn't know he was murdered until just now, did I? And you didn't even think to mention you changed your address. I've been getting your shitty mail-order catalogs for overpriced plaid shirts and feminist zines at my house for months, and you had a permanent address and didn't tell me? I was gonna do it through UPS, okay? I've been busy. Cool it. Do not tell me to cool it. That's all I do, all day long. Chase kids around and clean up messes and hold my temper, and I can't for a second longer until you start talking to me. <laughs> oh, my, oh 
always wonder what it's going to take to make you lose your cool. <laughs> oh, literally go chew a table leg. Like, the worst shit can happen and it's just a drop in the fathomless Danny St. James ocean of calm. Nothing that can't be resolved with a, a family meeting and a heart-to-heart. Bat in the hatches, let's hug it out. But, oh god, when you blow your lid, you really... <laughs> <laughs> You're such a shithead. Uh, takes one to know one. I'm not kidding, though. You have to tell me what's going on. Like, why you have a sign in here that says you're a private eye, for example. Yeah. That's the first thing I have to tell you. Don't you know that you need a criminal justice degree to be a PI? Not unless people ask for my resume. Hasn't happened yet. So this isn't a front for something. You're in business? Yeah, that deep American need to make an honest living finally caught up to me. Just took a decade. You're absolutely sure you're not pulling my leg, because you pull my leg a lot, Jack. It's... It's the most serious I've been about anything since... Since I was a teenager, I guess. Huh. You're finding missing housewives in a tiny town in Arizona. Not the weirdest news I've gotten from you. Eh, sure. Yeah. Housewives. I think this is a conversation we need to have over ice. And soda water. And booze. That was implied. Huh. Can't think of the last time you and I had a drink together. Without a reason. Without you yelling at me for something, you mean? Maybe I'd prefer that. I can't believe that thing in the morgue is... I know. How's Roxy? The kids? Oh, now we're catching up. Cut me a little slack, man. <laughs> we're good. Roxy started teaching again, which she's happy about. And the baby's crawling, if you can believe it. They miss you. The baby's a baby. He doesn't know me from Steve. Well, Roxy misses you. Your wife just needs someone in her life to get her into more trouble. Maybe she does. And your personal life is... Personal. I've been trying to figure out. Why Arizona? Did you meet someone, or... I know you said you're not in trouble, I know. I'm not. I I'm not. And I... I might have met someone, but after. That's not why I came down here. How do these things always happen to you? I got all the charm in this family and none of the starry-eyed romanticism. We're, um, we're taking it kind of slow. It's nice, which is weird. You know, taking time to really get to know someone... I don't know. That kind of sounds like starry-eyed romanticism. <laughs> you go chew a table leg. Can I ask you something? Of course. You know, I was thinking about it, and I realized that you never told me. Or, I never asked, but... What do you think happened to them? Mom and Dad? What other them would I be talking about? I don't know, Jack. I tried not to dwell on it. 
No matter the answer, it wasn't going to be one that would ever make me feel any better. But you have a guess. Don't tell me you never wondered. Sometimes I feel like that's all I did. All I do. Of course I did, but other things were more important. I assumed... Mom was erratic sometimes. And knowing wasn't going to change the outcome. You think she's dead? You don't? After this? Did you know you were going to find our father's body in this town? That's the second thing I have to tell you. I thought I was finally going to have an answer to our mystery. Mom and Dad, I'm still here because... You know, mysteries are a dime a dozen in this town. I'm actually pretty good at tackling them. I like it. And I'm on to something. I know I haven't always... That worries me. Knowing that you're chasing a a daydream, it worries me. You haven't even heard me out. It's not like that. It's real. Mom and Dad came here. Three months after I saw them for the last time. They were here. And he died here. Someone ripped his heart out and left his body behind. Yeah. And I'm going to find out why. It's been 15 years. You heard the creepy coroner. None of this happened yesterday. You're looking at me like you don't trust what I'm saying. This is just a a lot to take in. I mean, knowing Dad is really dead is hard enough. And you're playing detective trying to avenge a murder. I don't know if I can do... If you can what? I think I need a little time to think about this. You were yelling at me for not telling you, and now that I've started, you don't want to hear it? It's been a long day. My father's dead, and I... I haven't thought about any of this in a long time. I think about it every day. That's what worries me, Jackie. Oh, don't pull this I'm older and wiser shit. You don't want me to be right about this. You don't want to hear it at all, because you're scared. Thanks for the drink. You are scared, aren't you? But I am right. Daniel, I am. I'll prove it. For real this time. For good. I used to have these dreams. The kind where my mother comes back. What have I told you about her? My mother. My brilliant, troubled, mercurial mom. She was a hard person to know. Smarter than everyone else and aware of it. Hard to make laugh, but when she did, you felt so proud you caused that sound. Five foot tall in her socks, just like me. She was always looking up at my dad, who stood well over six feet. She was, he liked to say, the only woman he ever loved. And it had taken him a long time to fall in love with her. She was like that. Easily disappointed and rarely pleased. But when you managed it, the thrill of being on her side outweighed everything. I'd like to say we didn't get along, but I was 13. I didn't get along with anybody. I don't know her now. I can make assumptions. But until I find her, I can never be sure. 
but I was talking about dreams. <laughs> right material for a horror flick, right? My mother's lost corpse rising from a forgotten tomb like a Freudian wet dream. It wasn't like that, though. Nothing gruesome. I dream about her face. I know its shape so well, and I dream that she'd look back at me and not see me at all. In horror stories, people do come back, but they don't come back the same. Horror changes us. That's an old human fantasy, or fear. Right now, I want to squeeze my eyes shut and believe that my father isn't dead. That's not a shameful thing to want, is it? I'm not the first person to have felt this way. But that's just another dream. Oh, that was heavy. Oh, Marvin, you ought to work out more. Standing around in a lab all day isn't cutting it. Except when you are cutting it. <laughs> uh, uh, nobody appreciates my jokes. First, the disrespect from the local law enforcement, and then those root siblings this afternoon, and now a car accident. Truly, this isn't my day. You know you're in the country when you think you've hit a pedestrian with your car and it turns out to be a goat. Oh well. Now I've got evening plans, at least. <laughs> I sound just like my therapist. Why don't you go dissect a dead animal and calm down about it, Marvin? Where did I put that scalpel? Excuse me? Well. That is interesting. You, my friend, were quite dead a moment ago. And now? Now you're something else entirely. Oh, no, stay right there. Don't panic. I'm not going to hurt you. Well, no more damage than what's already been done, at least. Now hold still. Would you look at I wonder, if this is a disease, would it be considered contagious? Well, only one way to find out, I suppose. What do you do with a hypothesis? You test it. On live subjects, even better. I don't know who he thinks he is calling in the middle of the night, Dr. P somebody. Just because you're responsible for cutting up my dad doesn't mean you just get to call me. This better be worth it. I want to be comatose right now. This <sighs> day started off so nice, and then Dan had to just... <clears throat> he always does this. I say one thing, and he hears something else. I knew it wasn't going to be easy to explain, but he didn't even want to try. And Flora Gonzalez's stupid goat is missing. And to top it all off, <sighs> nobody's even down here. Hello? Get off! I have pepper spray and macing someone would turn this awful day right around. Oh. Dan. What are you doing here? The coroner called me and asked me to meet him. What are you doing here? Called me first. Said he found something new he had to share. Dad's body's not even down here. Someone else is sitting where we left him. Much juicier. Dr. Talmadge? 
Hello? Just go away. You go away. I'm trying to resolve this shit show. You're writing fiction. <sighs> Pretty sure we've been prank called by a guy who shoved his hand into Dad's abdomen a few hours ago. Maybe this is a sign that this isn't... What? I'm going to come back in the morning and collect Dad's body. If the doctor won't let me, I'll take it up the chain, make a fuss. I'll find a way to take him home. Make arrangements. I think you should come with me. You haven't listened to a word I've said, have you? I just think you're being... reckless. You always do this! Can we have this argument later? That's all I ever get from you! Why are you being so reckless, Jacqueline? Where'd the money go, Jacqueline? Why can't you take any of this seriously, Jacqueline? That's all you do! I worry about you. Somebody has to, because if I don't, I'm afraid nobody will. But you don't. You just don't want to think about it. You want to pretend like we're normal and fine. You just want everything to be easy for me, but it's not. It never is. Never has been, never will be. Jack, what are you saying? It's all been easy for you. You just figured it out, carried on, put on a brave face, met the girl, had the kids, never looked back. Jack? And I can't be like you, Dan. I don't know how. And it's not fair for you to always judge me doing the only thing that I can. You always- Shut up. Oh, fuck you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I am, but Jack, turn around. I will not. Uh, I guess I will. Danny? Yeah, Jackie. That was the autopsy table with that other body wrapped in plastic on it, right? Yep. And that isn't wrapped in plastic anymore, is it? Nope. What the hell is it, then? I can't say I'm an expert, exactly, but... It looks like a zombie to me. That's what I was afraid you'd say. The thing on the table had been human once. Wrapped in plastic, I hadn't noticed the decomposition, but it sat up. Flesh slid and stretched, unnatural and liquid. Muscles that shouldn't hold shape at all, flexed. It sat up, and it saw us. Eyes like sunken coals in shriveled sockets. My brother looked at me. He was developing a new wrinkle in between his eyebrows, a sign of age. He looked bewildered and furious and scared. The thing on the table lunged. It was faster than should have been possible. I acted on instinct. When something rotting and furious throws itself across the room at you, it's not unreasonable to run for your life. I threw myself into Daniel as hard as I could, toppling tables and lab equipment. He fell. I yanked him up. Dead fingers caught my wrist. They should have been cold, but they weren't. They were feverish. Somewhere in there, I screamed, and while I was busy doing that, Daniel hauled both of us backwards and into a storage closet at the other end of the room. The door slammed shut, bones separating with a crunch as the monster released my arm. We were alone, trapped in the dark. Nobody is picking up their damn phones. Who has plans right now? It's the middle of the night. I don't hear it. Maybe it's gone? It was in between us and the way out. You want to risk it? Risk it? It's someone in a costume, or... Not a costume. Am I on drugs? 
No drugs. It's got to be. Because the alternative isn't... It's not possible. It's not real. Yes, it is. You saw it. Heard it. Smelled it. Formaldehyde and rot. It's possible. The sooner you could wrap your head around that, the better. You want me to say we're being chased by a... a real, actual zombie? There's a lot of other stuff I have to tell you about this town. Every time you say that, I feel the hair on my head getting grayer. It's gonna start falling out. Is that what you want? Aw, your boyish good looks are finally failing you. They will if we don't get out of here. Uh, Maybe if we... (gasps) Do you think it hears us? Why don't you whisper a little louder and test it? Shut it. You shut it. No, you. Literally, you started it, so you shut up first. Why do I have to be the bigger person here? Ask your big forehead and then eat glass, maybe. (gasps) Right? Shutting up. What is it doing? How should I know? You seem to have a clue about what's going on. Not really. I just have half an idea about the rules that govern superstition. Rules? Impossible things happen, but they follow rules. They happen for a reason. Something caused this. I think we should call the police. I tried already. Well, one of them. You really think cops are going to help us with a zombie? Not just one zombie. I think the whole damn morgue is taking a walk. First, Dad, then your conspiracy theory bullshit, and now this... None of this can be happening. But it is. And something is causing it. Someone new. Something... Oh, holy hell. What? You wouldn't accept that Dad was on that slab. You won't accept that I might be able to find out why he's dead. You haven't thought about any of this in years. You really want to deny that I might be right this badly? What the hell are you talking about? Superstition's dead are waking up. And I'm pretty sure it's your fault. Thank you for listening to Superstition. State of Decay features Alex Galegos as Tom, Natalie Hunter as Jenny, Kira Apple as Jack, and Joy Taylor as Isabella. With Christopher Wilson as Daniel St. James and Philippe Levesque as Marvin Tomich. It was written and edited by Sarah Cole. If you enjoyed the episode, or if you've noticed an increase in The Walking Dead in your weird little town, we want to know about it. We're on Twitter at Pod Superstition, or write and review us on iTunes. And as always, thanks for listening.